Hi, I'm Tina Desiree Berg, and welcome to The 34. Last week, Bernie Sanders held a labor phone call with union activists and union leaders. Let's listen in. Uh, good evening. This is Ana Lilia Mejia, um, political director for the Bernie Sanders 2020 campaign. I am so glad to have an opportunity to welcome you onto tonight's call. Um, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time to join us um, and and uh, our campaign. Tens of thousands of individual labor supporters around the country have reached out to us, have taken activism within their unions across the country, and they wanted to convene a space in which they could have the opportunity to speak directly and hear directly with Senator Sanders. Um, as many of you know, the senator has been very clear that we cannot succeed without the backing of millions of workers, of millions of working families across the country. We need to rebuild the labor movement. We need to rebuild um, an economy that works for all and not just for the 1%. And we believe that together we'll be able to forge the path, path to do exactly that. On this call... We want to give you an opportunity to see or to hear directly from the campaign and from senior staff um, what we are doing to not only win, but help bolster the labor movement. Um, throughout this call, you should feel free to press star three if you would like to ask a question. Um, just note that once you do so, you'll be put into a quote-unquote room on this call where one of our staff will be able to take your question and help uh, um, moderate the Q&A portion of this call. So, um, again, if you're interested in asking a question, you would press star three. Um, we'll remind you throughout the call, but without further ado, I would love to introduce our senior advisor and uh, a member of the trade union movement as well, um, Chuck Rocha. Chuck? Thank you, Anna Lily, and thank everybody for getting on. This is an exciting evening. This is the inaugural call. A lot of you will remember during the last presidential election in 15 and 16, we did these every month, and we hope to duplicate that. Senator Sanders has been eager to get back on the phone with all of the labor grassroots supporters that were literally the backbone of our success last time. A lot of people come up to me on the street and want to know the secret to how we did so well against such a formidable candidate in 15 and 16. The first thing I normally say is that we had a candidate with incredible energy who spoke to the heart of the American worker, but also it was labor union members all over the country, men and women from South Carolina to California, and literally in every state with the backbone of our support, and we're excited to get you involved in the campaign again. I'm not going to go through a litany of all the things that the senator has been doing over the last three or four months as we kicked off this campaign. Anybody who's been on a Twitter account for more than five minutes will see the senator show up on a picket line somewhere and ask members to be there for him like he is there for them. But I will say that you're going to hear from another labor leader tonight, uh, and then we're going to introduce the senator who's eager to give you some information. But let me just say this. But I joined the union when I was 19 years old in East Texas, and back then it was the rubber workers. My dad worked there, four of his brothers and 12 of my cousins. There were 1,500 women and men in that factory. They took that mill down 16 years ago and moved that tower production to China. 
A lot of times people ask me why I work for Bernie Sanders. And one of my first reactions is because Bernie Sanders has stood with me, has stood with my dad and people fighting against all of these unfair trade deals that's literally sent thousands of jobs overseas. It's personally affected me. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm glad that you're here. And I'm also honored to introduce our next speaker to keep this thing rolling all the way from Michigan. We're going to get Ryan Bennett from Local 174 on the call. Ryan, take it away, brother. Good evening, sisters and brothers. As Chuck said, my name is Ryan Bennett. I'm a proud member of the Plumbers and Pipefitters Union out of beautiful Coopersville, Michigan. I'm also the president of our West Michigan Building Trades Council, and I'm the chairman of our Lakeshore Community Labor Council. It's my honor and pleasure to be on this call in what has been a very exciting week for labor and for the Bernie 2020 campaign. For those of you that may have missed it, in case you're living under a shell or something, Senator Sanders released the boldest, most pro-worker, pro-union presidential policy platform in our lifetimes in all of our lifetimes. I work in a congressional district that's Republican plus 10. The district went to Donald Trump uh, by about 18%. And I'm telling you, clear as day, that this sort of bold, historic, pro-worker agenda is exactly how we can defeat Donald Trump and we can rebuild the labor union movement. And with a champion like Bernie Sanders, it's not just words on paper, I think many of us on this call know firsthand exactly how serious he is about working people. Many of you walked picket lines with him over the years. Hell, if you were CWA, you may have walked the picket line with him over the weekend. For me, I had the opportunity to stand side by side with Bernie Sanders when he visited Coopersville back in March. In our union hall, in our little community, you can go years without encountering a presidential campaign. But Bernie, he drove out of his way in between events to come up to our small union hall and speak to 150 labor leaders in what is a Republican district. He showed up, he brought us together, and he showed us what a leader for working people can look like and what we can achieve if we all work together. And let me just say, he has publicly shown up as the only presidential candidate to come out in support of union apprenticeship programs and against the Trump's. Trump administration's IRAP proposal. He's the only one. I'm excited to be on this call with you and celebrate that sort of advocacy and that record. I'm excited to recognize his bold policy rollout, and I'm excited to share one more thing. I am proud to announce my endorsement of Senator Bernie Sanders for President of the United States. Senator, thank you for all that you've done for me for trade union workers around the Midwest and especially in Michigan and for the labor movement as a whole. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much. Brian, we're going to, we appreciate that a lot. We're going to hear from quickly from one more labor leader who's got a few things to say, and then we're going to get the senator who's on the line now to give a few words out of South Carolina, a very important state for us. Donna DeWitt has a few words before we bring the senator live. Donna? Thank you, Chuck, and hello, all my sisters and brothers. Are we in the midst of a political revolution or what? My name is Donna DeWitt, and I suspect a good number of you on this call know who I am. I'm a 50-year member of Communication Workers of America, the former president of the South Carolina AFL-CIO. I live in Orangeburg, South Carolina. 
I'm sick and tired of workers in South Carolina getting left behind. I'm sick and tired of living in a right-to-work state, going up against companies that offshore our jobs. They're sick and tired of privatization and the corporate lobbyists, and I'm sick and tired of politicians showing up, offering tiny crumbs and piecemeal solutions while working people are getting robbed and screwed by these corporations at every corner. I'm here to tell you that itty-bitty fixes to a corrupt and broken system will give us a slightly better broken system. That won't cut it for South Carolina, and that won't cut it for me. We need to eliminate right to work for less. We need to invest seriously in our infrastructure, our schools, roads, and bridges. And we need a Department of Labor that gets back to protecting and fighting for workers rather than serving corporate bosses like AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson. We need to radically and quickly grow the trade union movement so that we aren't out here in these fights alone anymore. Bernie Sanders is going to fight as president to double union membership in this country by 2025. Double it. We can't afford to be afraid any longer. We literally cannot afford it. I was so happy to see the International UE Union endorse Senator Ye- the senator yesterday. It was the first national union, and I, will, I think it will be the first of many. It just has to be. You see, I care about putting food on my table, seeing more good-paying union jobs in my community, and living in a place that I can feel safe and proud of again. We had that opportunity in 2020. So like President Bennett in Western Michigan, I am here to wholeheartedly endorse our champion, our organizer-in-chief, Bernie Sanders, for President of the United States, and I am ready to organize like hell to make it happen. Thanks to everyone on the call, and thanks to you. Senator Sanders, you need no introduction from me. You can take it away and join thousands of union members from all over the country who are here to hear you this evening. Well, let me thank uh, you, Chuck, and uh, Lilia, uh, and Vice President Bennett, and Donna DeWitt, uh, and everybody else who was on the phone. Uh, I don't have to tell anybody who's listening, that we are living in an extraordinarily unprecedented moment in American history. Uh, I never thought that I would have to say this, but we have a president uh, who is a pathological liar. He is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a religious bigot. Hard to believe that is who the president of the United States is. But on top of that, he is also a phony. Uh, who, when he ran for office, told the working class of this country that he would stand with them. And as we all know, that was a huge lie. Um, what this campaign is about is not only defeating Donald Trump, as important as that is, but I would not be running unless I did not have the goal of transforming this country of finally creating an economy and a government that worked for the working people of this country and not just the billionaire class in corporate America. And the reason we use the the message of us, not me, is that what I know, and I know everybody on this phone knows, is that the powers that be who control the economic and political life of this country have so much influence over what goes on, is that the only way we beat them 
The only way we begin to pass legislation that works for the middle class and working families of this country is when, in a unprecedented way, we stand up to Wall Street, we stand up to the insurance companies, we stand up to the drug companies, we stand up to the fossil fuel industry, we stand up to the military-industrial complex, the prison-industrial complex, and when we create, and certainly all of you in the labor movement notes, when we create a mass political movement which tells the ruling class of this country that they cannot have it all. So this campaign is about two things. It's about beating Trump, but it is also about transforming America by creating an unprecedented grassroots movement that is prepared to take on the most powerful entities in this country. Now, in terms of labor reform, what I believe and what I say every day is that when we talk about a grassroots movement, the likes of which we have not seen in recent history, at the center of that must be the trade union movement. And I am proud that throughout my career, I have not only have a 100% pro-union voting record, I have not only been on God knows how many picket lines, but what we have just introduced last week is the most comprehensive, progressive labor law reform in the history of this country. And as Donner, I think, just mentioned, our goal is literally to double the number of workers in unions over the next four years. And how do we do that? We do that by allowing any worker within a bargaining unit, any bargaining unit in this country where a majority of workers sign a card saying they want to belong to a union, 50% plus one sign that card, they have a union, end of discussion. Card checkoff, you've got a union. And if the employer, if the company refuses to negotiate a first contract, there will be severe penalties against that company. What we also do is repeal Section 14B of the Taft-Hartley Law, which allows for so-called right-to-work uh, states to exist. We will end that completely. There will no, no longer be right-to-work states. And we think when we do that, and at a time when millions of workers want to join unions but are unable to do so because of the illegal actions on the part of their employers who will fire those people who are trying to organize the union, will threaten to take uh, the plant uh, to Mexico or China or whatever, will intimidate workers with backroom meetings. We think when we put an end to all of that and we give workers in this country finally the opportunity to do what millions want to do, and that is to join a union, when that happens, we can double union membership in this country in the next four years. And I think also the reason why we're going to win this campaign, the campaign, as you know, is going really well right now, is because we have an agenda that speaks to the needs of working families. What is that? We're going to raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour, and we're going to fight for equal pay for equal work. Women should not be making 80 cents on the dollar compared to men, and minority women actually earning a lot less than that. We are going to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and create up to 15 million good-paying jobs, union jobs, by rebuilding our roads and our bridges and our water systems, wastewater plants, our schools, 
and we're also going to build millions of units of affordable housing. And we're going to pay for that by addressing the outrageous level of income and inequality which currently exists, where you got three people in America owning more wealth than the bottom half of this country. So we are the wealthiest country in the history of the world, but when you got corporations like Amazon not paying a nickel in federal income tax, we are not bringing in the tax revenue we need to do the many things that the working families of this country have to see happy. We're going to rebuild our infrastructure. We're also going to create a hell of a lot of jobs by addressing the existential crisis that this country and the world faces with regard to climate change. And that means we're going to move away from fossil fuel into energy efficiency and sustainable energy. And when you do that, there are millions more jobs that can be created. The other thing that we're going to do, and I'm very proud of the success that we've had in this area, is we are going to finally end the absurdity of the United States of America being the only major country on Earth not to guarantee health care to all people as a human right. Right now, as all of you know, every time you sit down and you negotiate a contract, what you're doing is your employer says, yeah, we're going to give you 2 or 3%, but by the way, you're going to have to spend more uh, in terms of your premiums and your deductibles for health care, and you go nowhere in a hurry. And what we will do is finally do what the Canadians did many, many years ago, guarantee health care to every person in this country through a Medicare for all single-payer program. First year, we go from 65 down to 55, then 45, then 35, then we cover every person in this country. And that means that when unions sit down and negotiate a contract, they're not going to have to worry about health care. Just today, earlier today, talk to the head of the Canadian Labor Congress. That's their equivalent of the AFL-CIO. And he said all the workers in Canada love what they have in terms of health care, and then they can sit down and negotiate wages and working conditions and other benefits. They don't have to worry about health care because they already have comprehensive health care. The other area where we're going to be spending a lot of energy on is to make sure that all of our kids, regardless of income, get the education they need by, A, making public colleges and universities tuition-free, increasing funding for these black colleges and universities, put a lot more money into Pell Grants. And that is not just for college. As the Vice President Bennett was talking about a moment ago, you've got great apprenticeship programs in this country. The unions are doing a fantastic job reaching out to kids, reaching out to young people, and training them to get good-paying jobs and an opportunity to make it into the middle class. We have to significantly strengthen those programs with the unions. Because if we're talking about rebuilding our infrastructure and rebuilding our bridges and our roads and building affordable housing, my God, we are going to need millions and millions of highly trained workers in this country. And that's what the unions can do in helping us make that happen. So that's a big deal. All of that is going to be tuition-free, and we pay for that by a tax on Wall Street speculation. $2.2 million is what the program costs over 10 years. $2.4 million, $2.4 trillion, I'm sorry, a million trillion, is what we will take in by a tax on Wall Street speculation. A lot of other issues out there, immigration reform, of course, criminal justice reform, many, many others. But here is the bottom line. The bottom line is that this country today is at a pivotal moment with the most dangerous president in our history, in my view. 
a guy who does not believe in democracy, who believes in authoritarianism, who is a who you can't trust because he lies all of the time. But what this campaign is about, and what I'm asking of all of you, is to help me build the kind of grassroots movement that we need, not only to defeat Trump, but to take on the incredible power of corporate America, which up to now gets virtually everything they want. So that's what this campaign is about. And uh, we'd love to have uh, as many of you as possible on board. We were very proud uh, just yesterday in Pittsburgh, the endorsement of the United Electrical Workers, uh, and uh, I hope that we're going to get more endorsements, and I believe we will, uh, as this campaign progresses. But at the end of the day, it is the trade union movement in this country which is the last line of defense against the incredible power of corporate America right now. And if we're going to succeed and if we're going to end the class warfare by which the rich get much richer while so many other people get poor, we need to build that trade union movement. So, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, thank you very much uh, for being on the phone. Uh, let's go forward together and not only defeat Trump, but let us create the kind of nation we know we can beget, become, a nation which all of our people uh, have a decent standard of living, decent retirement benefits, decent pension benefits, decent child care system. This is not pie in the sky. This is stuff we can do when we finally have a government that stands with working people, a government that is prepared to take on the powers that be. It's going to be a tough fight. This ain't easy stuff. But this is what we have got to do, not only for ourselves, but for future generations. So uh, thank you all so much uh, for being on this evening. Look forward to meeting many of you personally. Uh, and uh, thanks again for your support. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Senator. We're we're now going to open up to a few questions um, while you're able to stay on the line. Um, as I mentioned to folks um, when we first dialed in, if you would like to put yourself on queue to ask a question, we ask that you press star three in order to put yourself online. The senator um, is with us for a few moments, so we will try to squeeze in as many questions as possible. Um, moderating our Q&A is Kevin Cooper, uh, Deputy Political Director for the campaign. Kev Kevin, would you like to introduce our first uh, question for the senator? Yeah, sure. Uh, I just, I just want to thank everybody for their questions. Um, looking over the ones that that are coming in. I see some some that are really rising at the top. So, Senator, we'll start with this one. I'm getting it from a lot of folks, in fact. Uh, you know, generally, the question is, what can union members gain from Medicare for all? Okay. This is what union members can gain from Medicare for all. When you go to the doctor, there will be no out-of-pocket expenses. When you go to the hospital, with God forbid, you have a serious illness, you do not have to pay a hospital bill. Right now in America, half a million people go bankrupt. That is going to end. So we eliminate all premiums. We eliminate all deductibles. We eliminate all co-payments. Uh, and you will have freedom of choice with regard to the uh, hospital that you go to. But second of all, what it will mean when you have comprehensive Healthcare and the Medicare for All program covers all 
health care needs, including dental care, including hearing aids, including eyeglasses. It is the most comprehensive health care program that anybody can imagine. It's much better. I can't imagine anybody who has a program that is better than ours. And no deductibles, no co-payments, no premiums. Freedom of choice with regard to what doctor you want. And what it means for union members is that when you sit down at the negotiating table, health care is not going to be on the table. You can sit down and talk about wages. You can sit down and talk about working conditions. You can sit down and talk about other methods that you are fighting for. Now, one of the things that we have done recently is just to make it clear that under Medicare for all single-payer system, many employers in the country will be paying less for health care than they currently are. And what we have said very clearly is the savings that that employer uh, receives will be going to the employees. Workers over the years have given up uh, decent wage increases or the benefits in order to protect their health care benefits. But the savings from the employer uh, that the employer receives from Medicare for All will go to the employees, to the unions, to the workers. So I think this is a win-win situation. And what it really means is that workers don't have to worry about health care anymore. Uh, and I hope to bring the head of the Canadian Labor Congress uh, into the United States to talk about what it means and why their health care system is supported by all of the unions. Uh, but that's what it means. It means better health care, no out-of-pocket expenses, no premiums, no deductibles, and you don't have to waste half your life arguing about health care with your employer. And by the way, from your employer's perspective, the employer can go about his or her business and not have to worry about health care uh, as well. So it's, a, uh, I think, a major step forward for the country. Thank you, Senator. Kevin? Go ahead. Yeah, thank you so much. I have um, another question here, again, shared by many, but this one particularly comes from Vanessa from down in Texas, who's wondering, you know, she seems like a big supporter of yours. She would love to get more union members to support you, and she kind of wants your opinion on what could she be doing and what could others be doing to, to spread your message uh, and make it so that, you know, union folks and workers really all across the country turn out and support you in this election. Uh, please contact our office and contact uh, Kevin and Analilia, uh as to how you can get all of the information that you need. Uh, we have a great staff. Many of our people are former members of unions, uh, and we are happy to work uh, with folks uh, all over the country who are interested in jumping uh, in. Uh, so that would be my suggestion. Just turn her to our office. I'm willing to give you that information, uh, and we'd love to have you uh, on board. I think the agenda that we are fighting for will make sense for the vast majority of the people in the trade union movement, and uh, let's do everything we can uh, to reach out to them. I think, uh, Kevin, with that, I'm going to have to apologize. I've got another call that I'll make in a minute. Uh, but let me just uh, thank all of you who have spoken tonight, all of you who are on the phone. Uh, we have now an historic opportunity not only to defeat Donald Trump, but an historic opportunity to transform this country uh, and make sure that all of our people have a decent standard of living. 
uh, and that is what this campaign and fight is about. So thank you all very much. Look forward to meeting with many of you uh, as we get around the country. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Senator. Um, as as the Senator shared, as Chuck shared, um, as Kevin has has shared, I'm sure we'll continue to share with folks, we are very interested in making sure that we are both connected and uplifting the labor movement. As the Senator stated, if you have any questions, any issues that you want us to engage in or uplift, any contract fights or actions that you want us to become aware of, or even a tweet that you would like us to retweet, you're welcome to reach out to the campaign. You can reach any member of the political team by sending an email to political at berniesanders.com. That's P-O-L-I-T-I-C-A-L at Bernie.com. BernieSanders.com, forgive me. If there are any um, actions or engagements within your local um, your union presidents are welcome to reach out to Kevin Cooper. Uh, Kevin, would you like to share your email for uh, labor leaders to contact you? Yep, sure. It is Kevin Cooper at BernieSanders.com. Um, again, we we receive a lot of information, um, so if you could bear with us. Um, in terms of getting back to you, we will do our very best to be as diligent as possible. Um, we would like to share some updates as to how we have engaged thus far with members of the of the labor movement and supported different fights going on across the country. For that, I would like to introduce again or hand the mic back over to Kevin Cooper, who has been the main point of contact for our campaign with. Um, labor leaders across the nation. Kevin? Yeah, thank you again. Yeah, so, you know, the, the special thing about this campaign is just how serious we take the commitment to working people. Again, we mentioned a lot of us are from the labor movement. I myself have worked for CWA for the better part of the last eight years, helping drive some of their political work. And uh, one thing that was made very clear to me early on was that we want to be using our campaign to be out there uh, in these critical states all across the country, really supporting the fights of working people. And there are so many different ways that we have been doing that in recent months. And I thought this call would be a good way to just lift up some of the ways that we've shown solidarity with your union. Uh, you know, we have representatives on from so many members, rather members on from so many different unions. And I just want to lift up a few of our highlights. So for the, you know, AFP members out there, we've used our media to promote organizing efforts that y'all have had with Brad Corey with the University of Chicago. Um, we have, you know, used our platforms to turn supporters to various uh, teachers' rallies and strike efforts. Um, some of our biggest ones also include university professionals with UAW, uh, with CWA and the UC system. We use our email lists and our text lists to turn out our own campaigns to join picket lines. This is something that's, that's really like historic among presidential campaigns. Um, and we're doing it on so many different fronts. We you know, just recently used our own digital platforms to weigh in for our ATU allies in a strike effort they had in Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. 
um, to put some pressure on AT&T for our allies at CWA to oppose bad corporate mergers that CWA was fighting, uh, to encourage the union's organizing efforts at Maximus, all of that, you know, for CWA and our allies there. For the IATSE, the state hands, and, you know, for folks we have on the call who work in that industry, one of the big things the union is doing is trying to organize uh, workers in the video game industry. And we used our campaign's own digital platforms to promote some pieces that were written about the need to organize those workers. And the, the usage of our platform got tons of media attention, those organizing drives. You know, and that's just something we're doing. You know, we did it for IATSE, but we're doing it for so many unions in so many different capacities because that's the kind of movement we're trying to build, and that's what this campaign is about. President Bennett mentioned earlier, uh, you know, when it comes to some of the building trades unions, we used our public digital platforms to be the first campaign to come out uh, and oppose, the first presidential campaign to come out and oppose the administration's IRAP proposal. Uh, we have, you know, for our Unite Here allies on the phone, we've turned out for rallies in D.C. and Fort Worth in support of Skyshaft workers, supported the station casino workers in Vegas, all using our email list, our text list, our digital platform. Uh, for our nurse, nurses on the line, we did Johns Hopkins Hospital. We just did a, a rally there where we sent some staff. We helped turn out supporters to a Medicare for All event in New York City. For TWU transit workers, we used our social media platform to support an organizing effort they recently had at uh, the Facebook Bike Share. Right, so organizing efforts all across the country, ILWU, allies there at the Longshore Union, trying to organize veterinary hospitals, uh, trying to organize breweries, and we've used our platforms to weigh in and support those organizing drives. Uh, and then, you know, just UFCW turned out supporters recently, multiple different uh, efforts they were having, multiple different rallies and picket lines they had for, for Ralph out on the West Coast. We turned out our supporters there. Um, and for UAW, even recently, they were, you know, doing an organizing vote at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, a uh, union vote, and we ended up, you know, using our platform to support that vote there. All of these are just examples. You know, I'm shouting out a whole bunch of unions. There's so many more we've done work for, but this is the kind of campaign we're trying to run. And if you all, you know, work with your unions, we're working with them, and just make sure to let everyone know what the fights are and what the priorities are that you have. Uh, and we're, you know, we're happy to work with, with your unions to make sure that we're doing what we can, where we can to, to step in and support those efforts. So thank you, Ana Lois, for the opportunity to, to share that work. It's just, it's really historic and it's really, really quite exciting. And as, as Kevin noted and as the Senator noted, many of us come out of the labor movement and we have a deep commitment. Um, probably, um, as deep or, or, um, closely to that of Senator Sanders, and we'd like to put our uh, words into action. So I think um, just to further our uh, set or your sense of how we're putting those words into action moving forward, we are going to be working at pushing as many of our supporters to different Labor Day engagements to make sure that 
we are all standing in solidarity with the labor movement um, now and um, way after we elect Senator Sanders, the next president of the United States. We're going to continue to engage, as Kevin said, in different um, labor actions, and we would welcome any information on where we can uplift the causes that are impacting you and your and your colleagues. And then finally, we're going to make sure that we are pushing policies that are supportive of not only the labor movement, but working people overall. And we would like to keep you informed. So this will be just one of many phone calls that we will pull together. Um, so please um, stay engaged, stay informed. To close us off um, and to give us some words of just keeping us motivated and moving. I want to hand it back to our brother, Chuck Rocha, um, who who could close us out and give us uh, a sense of what is possible and what's next. Thank you, Anna Lillian. Thank you again for everybody for joining. Let me leave you with this before you go home and when you get back to work tomorrow when you have to clock in tonight, tomorrow in the morning, or even on second shift tomorrow. I was here in 15 and 16 and saw what you accomplished. I saw what you accomplished through your hard work. What I need you to do is to get more of your sisters and brothers on our call next month when the call goes out to get them more involved. You can have anybody you know easily do two things. Go to the website and sign up. And when you sign up on the website, you can check a box that says, I am a union member. That will automatically get you included on this call. You can also download the Burn app. You can start canvassing and calling from your neighborhood and getting people out. We're in a good position. There was a poll out this week showing us rising. We've been rising in every poll. I just got back from Iowa where I spent the last three days out there, and things are electric on the ground in Iowa. I'm heading to New Hampshire on Friday. Things are happening way earlier. When people try to see what we are doing now compared to what we did four years ago, we didn't even have canvassers on the ground yet in Iowa, and we tied with Hillary Clinton. We currently have nine offices open in Iowa and a lot of staff on the ground in Iowa that are canvassing right now as we speak. There are people out on the phones in New Hampshire. It's going to take you. It's going to take our sisters and brothers, but it's going to take all of us. Senator Sanders is committed to stand for all of our values. But what we need is more people. All of you who are on the phone, you're the masses. You're the people who show up at everything. You're the, you're the, uh, the ship steward who used to work with me back at the plant. They would show up an hour early to deal with grievances unpaid. That is you. And I just want to tell you from that perspective, from Anna Lilia, from Kevin Cooper, from Luis, to all of the political staff who are doing uh, the calls tonight and screening the calls, I want to say thank you, and thank you for your work. It's the middle of the night, and you're working on this labor call. Know that I see your work. I'm lifting your work up, and I value your work, and I'm really appreciative that you are here. And to all the rest of you out there, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing before, what you're doing now, and what I know you're going to do in the coming months. Together, we're going to get the senator across the finish line. We're going to have the first organizer-in-chief in the White House. And with that, I'll talk to you next month, and thank you again for joining the call tonight.